Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Another beautiful day on the Victor Bravo Golf Course. The sun is shining. The birds are about, and there's a certain buzz in the crowd. Michael Michelson steps up to the tee box. Fifteen holes here. Drivers recommended. <laughs> oh, is he a caveman? Because he suddenly clubbed that one. What do you reckon, George? <laughs> G'day and welcome to Golf. My name's Andrew Datto. I was uh, doom scrolling, I think that's what you call it, on Instagram. And then something came up that caught my interest and it was Lawn. And it was a guy called Joe Rogers. So Joe's from Lawn Solutions Australia. I was involved with their conference this year. So they're a turf supplier, amongst other things. Um, and he was, I don't know what he was, he was whether he's scarifying his lawn or he was mowing it very, very low. And it was part one of a two-part series on how to get your lawn looking good. And it made me realize that at this exact time, this is when all the courses, I'm guessing right around Australia, are being, the the greens are being, what are they called? Cored, scarified, pumped full of sand. So I thought, what's the point? What do they do? Why do they do it? And how can we get our home lawns, our skanky weed-ridden shies and holes to look decent and joe is the man to help us with that so joe how did you come to the game of golf thanks for having me on andrew and i was not telling a fib i'm an absolute hack but i'm i'm an avid golf fan and i really like playing it and i've played it for a number of years now I, i got into it when i was younger through my through my sort of late primary school early teen years and don't have any family connection to golf at all. It was just a bunch of my mates started playing, uh, so I thought it was a bit of fun. I'm a sports nut. Uh, I play a lot of footy, uh, amongst other things, and uh, golf was a uh, something I enjoyed. I could have a beer while I was doing it and it didn't hurt my body, so it ticked a lot of boxes. In primary school, um, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they want to listen to this. That cares. That doesn't matter. But um, no, not, right. not not that not that part in primary school. But so, um, I yeah. Where so where did you where were you playing when you were a kid? Oh, so I'm a I'm a member at Shyvan Heads Golf Club, which is on the south coast of New South Wales, about two yep. hours south of Sydney, uh, near I suppose near Berry. Uh, if anyone knows where Berry is, the course out there. It's a beautiful course. It's all on sand. Uh, so the great thing about it is you can get lots of rain, and the next day you can go out there and hit a ball. It's it's unreal. Okay, so what do you like about it? Uh, about golf itself? Um, yeah. Um, about I mean, golf well, itself. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's the question. Is are you drawn to? I mean, your family business is turf. So yeah. are you to the playing of golf or are you drawn to the the grass of golf? Yes. 
So, so this is a funny one. So initially it was the game of golf and it still is for the most part. But as I've gone further uh, in my, I guess you'd call it work career now, I uh, got to experience some things. There's a really nice crossover for me. Um, I can I can play golf and uh, I can really enjoy playing golf, but I can also get some really good insights uh, into what they're doing, what grass they're using, what they're doing to achieve the look that they've got. And I've you know I played up at Noosa uh, just recently, and they've just Noosa Golf Club have just put in some grass that 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 we grow. Uh, so when I'm around traveling, I'm able to see things that I sort of know a little bit about uh, and can make some connections there. So it's a really nice mix for me now, um, and it makes me enjoy playing golf more, not less. Okay, so what what is it about the the actual playing of golf that you like? Um, I mentioned before you can you can talk talk some talk some rubbish with a couple of mates, you can have a few beers and you can, and after playing footy for 20 odd years, you can play a sport that doesn't hurt your body, uh, which is the best thing. Well, for the most part, it doesn't hurt your body, but it's a yeah. great social game. Um, we normally just duck out for nine holes on a Sunday afternoon. Works pretty busy, okay. so we don't get a lot of time. Uh, but I play the odd, the odd comp, the odd charity day. And yeah, I, I just love the social side of it. Okay. So let's talk about the grass. Um, you and in this Instagram post, it looked like your mower was on zero. And I should I should qualify this. So on the son of a mower, right? So the son of a of a lawn lover, mm-hmm. and and it's a cancer that once it's in you, I don't think you can actually get it out. So we, I would like my lawn to be better, but I'm also like a little bit lazy. So in this video that you posted to Instagram, you're cutting it on zero, I think. And then yes. you started doing other things. What what should we be doing with our lawns at this time of year? All right, this this, this is a the cool thing about. The and game are you okay to, for me to grass. ask you about this as well? Like, yeah, this of course. Is like a, yeah. a cheat, okay. <laughs> so so everyone who plays golf looks at the grass on the golf course and goes, "Why can't I get my home lawn looking like that?" Um, and the thing is, it's the same principles really do apply. Um, to getting grass looking good on a golf course and getting grass looking good in, in your home lawn, but it's just scaled differently. So obviously a golf course has a big budget, lots of staff, yada, 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 lots of time where you've got probably not a lot of money you want to put to your grass. You don't have that much time, uh, but the same rules still do apply. So on that post that we put out on our Lawn Solutions Instagram, we were dropping the mower as low as we possibly could. Uh, if it could go lower, we'd take it lower and we were removing what we call thatch. So if you've got a home lawn or you play golf and you notice the grass is a little bit spongy sometimes, over time, when a well-looked-after lawn, when it grows so well and so much, it runs out of room to grow in and the blades and the and the runners just start growing on top of each other and that causes thatch. So what we're doing is we're removing thatch by dropping the height of our mower and scarifying or scalping and taking the thatch out of the grass. And what that does this time of year is it regenerates new growth and it makes your lawn look 10 times better within a couple of okay. weeks. So, <laughs> and you got to go through the two weeks. But yeah. tell me, do you does it does it matter the type of grass that you have, right? So, and and if you've got, and I suppose this is, and again, it's a personal thing. If you've got a section of clover, and then you've got a section of some grass seed stuff that you've gone, I better fix that spot over there. And then you've got some mm. Sir Walter over here, or whatever it is. Mm. If you've got a hybrid, is is that the way to go? Start with the just hacking the hell out of it and thatching it? Or am I going to start thatching my clover? Is, is, is it called clover? Is that the four-leaf clover? Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, it's clover. Um, so it, each grass has got to be treated a little bit differently. But uh, if you've got buffalo grass, for example, which a lot of people hmm. do have in their home lawns, when is, you scalp is it- Is buffalo Walter? 
Buffalo Sawalta, yeah. Sawalta is okay. a type of buffalo. There's a bunch of different ones out there. Um, but you, when you scalp Sawalta or buffalo grass, you can't go right down to the dirt because it doesn't have a strong underground root system. So if you scalp it too low, you'll actually destroy the plant. Uh, but if so, if you just drop it a notch or two lower than normal, that's fine. But if you've got Kuch or Kaikuyu or Zoisi grass, they've all got strong underground root systems, so you can pretty much scalp it right down to the dirt as low as you can possibly go it's the best thing for it this time of year okay and following but, but that not, following that yeah. sorry I oh, and your clover, not, not your buffalo <laughs> but not buffalo grass no, not buffalo not buffalo okay. grass no but your clover you're probably better off um depends if you like your clover or not you're probably better off getting a herbicide and trying to remove that clover before you do this process uh just a, a basic general herbicide will get rid of the clover and by scarifying and doing the other things we're about to talk about you can actually generate your grass to start growing and take over where your clover was and hopefully what you want everyone's different but the the goal is to have a uniform lawn same variety all over the place looking as best as it possibly can and you're probably best to spray the clover out and then do the processes we're about to talk about and regenerate some growth on your Sewalda. Sewalda's good grass. Okay. Kick so, out grass. So uh, is that a weed and feed? Um, you, you're always better off not to use weed and feed and best off to really? use a specialist. Yes, yes. Yeah. Look, there's, there's, <laughs> this there's, is there's nothing to Joe. There's nothing wrong with it unless you have a Sewalta lawn. You should never put the weed and feed product on a Sewalta lawn. Not a lot of people know this because the active ingredient in that product is harmful to buffalo grass and Sewalta lawns. So it's a little bit of a misconception. You walk into Bunnings or wherever and all you see is weed and feed at the end of the aisle on the shelf. Do not spray that on Sewalta or other buffalo grasses. It will brown your grass off and it'll look terrible. You're better off using a specialist herbicide that has a different active in it without getting too technical, the most common one is called bromoxanil. So if you read the label and you see bromoxanil on it, you're good to go for all varieties, including Sir Walter. But I'd be spraying weeds before doing anything else. Okay. And mm-hmm. and so given that we're sort of at the start of this, is this now the right time of year? And especially given the heat wave that we've just had come through the East Coast, like it's been really hot, is the grass now shitting itself going, where, where am I? <laughs> Yeah. What what am I doing in February? You know, is it is it is it a lot of people would have seen it their their lawns go to seed recently. They produce a a, a seed head that grows out of the out of the grass. Uh, it's male sterile, so you can't harvest it and throw it in the dirt and water, and it'll grow because it won't germinate. But you're seeing a lot of grasses go to seed for that exact reason that you just mentioned. We've gone from mild sort of temperatures, and all of a sudden we've gone bang. We've gone. We were 31 here at eight o'clock this morning. Uh, we're mid September uh, at the time of recording. So what happens to grass when that when that goes on? Is the grass kind of goes ah? Oh, what's going on? And it throws a seed as a sign of stress. But to answer your question before, this is the perfect time to do it. Uh, you cannot do this uh, scarify or core or whatever we're about to talk about unless your lawn is actively growing. So if we're in the middle of winter, your lawn's dormant. If you do this, you're going to cause some pretty sig- significant damage. So wait for it to wake up, which is now a couple of hot days and the grass goes, you beauty, starts growing. This is the perfect time uh, to get into it like this. Okay, so step one is get rid of whatever weedage you have. Mm-hmm. To try and get it, get yourself a uniform. So, what do you wait? A week, two weeks for that to happen? Yeah, ten days is normally fine. About a week and a half, uh, you'll see some pretty good, pretty good kill on the weeds. They'll start to curl up. They'll start to lose color. And then, um, like a, we said before, get the mower out, drop the hide on your mower, and scalp it or scarify it right back. If you're right into your lawns, you'll have a specialist scarifier or a verti cutter, which is what the golf courses use. So, what they are is your normal mower blades. They spin horizontally. 
uh, verticolor, they have these blades flipped vertical and they cut right down into the root system of the grass and remove the thatch that way. But you don't need one of them. You can just drop the hide on your regular rotary mower and do that. Um, going through the process a bit further and what a lot of people will be seeing on golf courses now is lots of little plugs or holes taken out of the greens. Yeah. Uh, this is called coring the greens or coring the lawn. The same process should be applied to your home lawn too, straight after you scalp or scarify. So a good time to do it is wait and see till your golf course is closed on a Monday and a Tuesday for greens renovation. And that's normally a tick in your head to say, hey, this is the time to do my home lawn as well because uh, golf course managers know what they're talking about. So yeah. it's normally a pretty good clue when to do it. So once you scalp and scarify, that's when you core or you aerate. So what they're doing when they core the greens is they're allowing air, water, and nutrients to get down into the soil profile. And then what you'll notice they'll do is they'll cover the greens in sand. Yeah. Uh, this, this is called top dressing. So what they're trying to do there is improve their soil structure by taking an old core out and filling that core hole with nice new sand. The same thing should be done to your home lawn. Again, after you scarify, get an aerator or a corer. You can hire one, you can borrow one, you can split one with your mate and you'll, you'll take some cores out of your lawn. You'll notice the cores, the cores are most likely really clay and probably not the best soil. Then you come in with a nice sandy top dressing, just like you see on the golf greens, and it'll fill that core with a better profile, and that'll help your lawn in the long run. Okay, so the, just the – sorry, just trying, I'm yeah, sorry. such a tight ass. I'm such a tight <laughs> ass, right? So, so, so what I'm thinking is um, – I can rent one or like there's a higher place down the road um, and they have a big drum with big spikes sticking out of it. Is yeah. that the same thing as actually pulling a core out? No. So that's called solid tine aerating. So what that is, is it's just poking a hole in the ground. It is doing the same thing. Yes, but it's not doing as good of a job, but look in a home lawn situation, they're fine. Um, they're absolutely fine. If if you're finding your lawn is that or your soil is that rock hard that these that little spike roller that you see is not going into the profile, you're probably going to have to get a little bit more serious. But yeah. uh, for the most part, look, you don't have to aerate in a home lawn situation or core. You can just scalp and then apply sandy top dressing. But if your oh, lawn's okay. struggling, yeah. But if your lawn's struggling and your soil's really really hard, stick a screwdriver in it. It's hard to push in. Then you. If you want your lawn to improve, you're going to have to look at something a bit more serious like a petrol corer or a petrol aerator. Okay. And yeah. so just with the sand, so is this – so so could I go to the beach and fill my washing basket <laughs> um, with, with sand sand? Is it sand sand or is, do I have to go to – Yeah, you look um, – Yes, you can do that if you're that. Oh, way but that would be stealing, uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not. You said it, not me. Um, but yeah, yeah. Look, what, whatever you're doing this with, as long as the 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 soil or the medium that you're using has a really high sand content, then you're going to be fine. You don't want to use anything okay. too heavy, but you're best to always get one from a yard that's either washed yeah. or screened. So you don't want the seashells and the cigarette butts and everything else yeah, uh, yeah. in your lawn when you steal your sand from the beach. You, yeah, are you smoking again, Dal? No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And so what, so, so what level of sand do you want to – I mean, and a bag of sand is, what, three bucks. You know, that's mm. – I don't know. I'm, um, so yeah. what level of sand do you want to be putting on it? Okay, so if you've got buffalo grass like Sir Walter, uh, you, you don't want to cover the whole leaf. You want to so leave some leaf showing, 
because I don't know if you remember before I said Buffalo doesn't have strong underground runners. That's why you can't yeah. take it all the way down. You can't smother it in sand because it's still got to see sunlight and photosynthesize and grow. So okay. just do it so you can see the very, very top of the leaf. If you've got a Tiff Tough lawn or a Cooch lawn or a Kaikuyu lawn, you can cover it uh, with sand. Uh, you can pretty much cover the whole thing. And because it's got such good underground runners, after you water it, it'll come back straight through the sand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go any more than sort of five or ten mil above the leaf, uh, but you can, um, yeah, you can, you can smother like a centimeter, so half a centimeter above. It won't worry them all. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. You, no worries at all. You can, you can go more, but you, you just, if you aerate or you core, you just want to have enough so it fills the cores up and then just sits sort of in amongst the grass. And you might see some leaf, you might not see other leaf in lower areas. Okay, and then the idea is to water that in, is it? Is to is to water that in and apply a fertilizer at the same time. It's a great time to fertilize after you do this. Again, you, all you're doing really is you're replicating what they're doing on golf greens. Uh, so if you're frustrated because the course is closed on a Monday and Tuesday, use that time to go and do the exact same thing that they're doing in your home lawn. Uh, and yeah, that's okay. scarifying, coring, top dressing, fertilizing, and watering well after you're done. And your lawn's going to look like a beach uh, for a week or two. But then after about a fortnight, it's going to look better than it ever has. Okay. And is, is fertilizer, fertilizer, fertilizer? Is that like, do you have to go? Um, yeah. Look, you, you, you can put anything really on it as long as it's a granular fertilizer, which is the pelletized version, not a liquid one that you spray on. Oh, use okay. a granular. Yeah. Use a granular one. Make sure it's got a little bit of nitrogen on it on the analysis. And if you can get a slow release or a control release fertilizer, which just means they leave the nutrients, they leach nutrients for a longer period of time, so you get longer benefit out of them, just use one of them and you'll be fine. But look, any general purpose granular fertilizer will do a job for you. But not a spray on. I find that really interesting because it feels like it's the easiest and the, even a, like a sea sole or something. You, See, it's, you said, I look at the sea sole and, and I'm yeah. sure I'm not alone. And you go, wow, it just, I just plug my hose into it and off yeah. I go and it's fantastic. No, and they're, easy. They're, they're, they're great products uh, for the rest of the year. But if you're doing what we call a renovation, which is what we're talking about now, because yeah. okay. they're, 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 the liquid ones are foliar fertilizers. So they're taken up by the leaf. You've just cut all the leaf off and covered it in sand. So it's not going to be very effective. Uh, where granular fertilizers, which are the pellet ones, they're taken up by the roots. Uh, so it's a perfect time to apply a granular fertilizer for that reason. Okay. All right. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You've made that make <laughs> yeah. perfect sense. Is there, a, is there a, no, it's really good. It's, it's interesting because I'm going to guess that these are questions lots of people have. Yes. You don't want to go and get pestered down at things. So it's just, I feel like we're in a safe place now, Joe. <laughs> we're in a safe place. Yeah. We'll hey, so, what, well. so is, is there a best hardwearing grass for backyards and chipping on yeah. and things like that? Yeah. Look, it, it, whenever you've got shade in your backyard and, you, and you're only getting sort of two, three, four hours of sunlight a day, you've got to put a, a buffalo grass in like Sir Walter Buffalo. Um, nothing else will handle the shade like it will. If you're in the warmer climates, you can look at zoysia grass, which is a, if you like golf, zoysia grass is a fantastic grass for golf. So a lot of the courses are putting it in now. Uh, so Grange zoysia is one of them. And if you've got shade and you're sort of northern New South Wales and north, uh, it's a great grass. But if you've got pretty well full sun and you're after something hard wearing and something that you can mow nice and low and keep it looking like a golf course, then Tiff Tough or other hybrid cooch grass are great for that situation okay one of the things i did note at the conference 
mm. with you guys talking. And you had speakers literally from around the world talking about grass. Um, yep. And one of those, we had Simon Hutton on here talking about, you know, his work in the UK. Yeah. Is that the amount of research that actually goes into grass breeds, which is sort of a little bit surprised. I mean, I'm, maybe it's not surprising, but I, I was surprised by how much is invested and how 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 intense the work is. No, it's a it's and you're not alone being surprised. People still think grass is just grass, but it's a it's a big industry and a lot goes into finding new cultivars. And the great thing about the golf industry and people that that work on golf courses is they're pretty ingrained in this. They know quite a lot about uh, the new breeds uh, that are going on in turf grass. But what actually happens, just in a nutshell, is is universities in the US and in other countries they they have a lot of money invested in breeding new turf grasses because there's a royalty stream for them so it can make good income for the university and what they do is they breed these wonderful new grasses with some pretty impressive technology gene modifying and that sort of thing to breed to breed new tolerances into these turf grasses uh, we don't have the the money or the infrastructure in Australia to do that so we saddle up with our friends in the US and we yeah. get uh, we get their material uh, we plant it out in Australia, and if we find something that works, we'll eventually bring it to market. Uh, Tiff Tough and Sagrain Zoysia, if anyone uh, listening to this is grass fans, would have heard of them. They're grasses that have came out recently out of these breeding programs. So the whole idea about it is finding better turf grasses that are more environmental and more economically sustainable uh, for end users like golf courses and people to put in their in their front and back lawns. Okay, so then in terms of like getting, t- getting Tiff Tough, like mm-hmm. if I go down to Bunnings, right, for instance, mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure all they have is Sir Walter. Yeah, most of them. Like I'm yep. almost certain that's all they have. Yeah. So yep. if you want to get a bit more uh, unique or a bit more, you know, a bit more pointy, mm. how do you get it for your own, uh, you know, 24 square meter backyard? Yeah, yeah. The, the best thing to do is go and see your local turf farmer. Uh, so turf is still sold uh, direct to the end users from the turf farm. Um, yeah. There's a there's a there's a lot of different turf farms around Australia. Uh, if if you want, you can jump on a bit of a shameless plug, but you can jump on the Lawn Solutions website. You can pop in your postcode, and all your local turf farms will pop up who supply all these wonderful varieties. They're all very very knowledgeable people. If even if you're from the golf industry, from the sports, or you just want it from your home lawn, they sell products that cover all industries, uh, and they've got a yeah. lot of knowledge, and they can they can help you out. and And chances are, there's one that's not too far away from you, or they deliver to your area six days a week. So, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd be doing that. What's the lifespan of of when turf gets dug up to actually stay alive and and get to your front yard? Like how? How long have you got to 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 make the the move? Um, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because we're coming into a very very hot dry summer is what it looks like, and turf can perish very very quickly. So if you're looking to get turf into your yard pretty soon, I'd make sure you're getting it delivered on the day that you intend to lay it. Uh, you cannot leave turf sitting in the garage for a week and then come out on the weekend and think it's a great time to lay it because that turf will decompose and eventually perish. So once it gets turf farms, they this time of year, they start work really, really early or they work night shifts and they harvest the turf in the cool of the night or in the cool of the afternoon before or the morning of and they deliver it to you that day. As soon as it's delivered, you got to get that grass on the ground and you got to water it straight away because it's very susceptible to drying out when it's in a, when it's in a young stage, uh, an early stage from harvest. Okay then, so so just as a little sidebar, if, it, mm. if you're okay for time, yeah. If, in prep, in prepping your lawn, what's the? Okay, so I'll just fess up. One day we we're filming, and I used to 
do the golf show and we're filming at Concord and they dug up Concord, right? So they did yeah. pulled up all of the turf, which was, what would that have been? Um, Cooch. It was beautiful cooch. Grass, so. Yep. so we yep. filmed there and I saw it sitting there in rolls and went, oh, mate, I wouldn't mind a bit of Concord in my backyard. So the yeah. guy goes, take three rolls. And so all I did was, I, I don't even know, I think there was just some scabby bits and I just rolled it onto the scabby bits and it died quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So there was, I didn't do any prep. I was so disappointed yeah. that it died. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I, I moved on. Uh, <laughs> to, to prep your lawn, to prep what's yep. coming, is there, a, is there a simple way to do that? Yeah, so if you've got grass or you've just got a patchy lawn at the moment and a few weeds and you and you want to rip it up and you want to start again, there's a couple of key things that you need to do to get the best results out of it. And and like anything, uh, preparation is the most important part to getting a good lawn. The better you prepare your area, the more tolerant your lawn will be. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to try and remove what's there. Uh, if there's weeds or other types of grass, you're best to spray them with glyphosate or something else and kill them because whatever you don't kill will just come back in your new lawn and it's much harder to spray out of grass than it is um, doing it initially. So spray what's there and then depending on the size, uh, you can dig it out by hand if you're really keen or you can get in um, a skid seer, an excavator or a bit of machinery and excavate the dead grass and whatever else is out that you need to. Uh, One thing I would recommend though is always trying to bring in some new soil. Uh, If your soil that you have in your yard uh, you think is okay, you can get a rotary hoe or something and just turn that soil over. Uh, But I would always recommend bringing some new soil in. Uh, The sandier soil, the better. Uh, If you're in the process of doing this, ask for an 80-20 mix, which is 80% sand, 20% soil. Turf likes free-draining soil. And have at least 100 mil depth. The more, the better, but at least 100 mil depth of really good quality topsoil and your lawn will absolutely love you for it. But like I said before, the better soil depth you have, the more drought tolerant, the more wear tolerant, and the more shade tolerant your lawn's going to be because it's going to be able to put a good root system down there. So spray what's there, remove the dead stuff, bring in some soil and get it nice and level. Whenever you're getting it level, just factor in drainage. Uh, Make sure it's going to run somewhere, either to a drain, to a garden, to your neighbor's yard, whatever you want to do. Uh, But make sure sure your lawn isn't holding any water uh, because the lawn hates wet feet. So you just don't want it staying wet. Once your soil's right, order your turf, lay it the day you get it, and make sure you give it plenty of water. And in a couple of weeks, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a beautiful looking back off front yard. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's your lawn look like? So I am 
self-proclaimed <laughs> owner of the best tiff tough lawn in Australia. I'm different to everybody else that works in the turf industry because like anything, the people who work in the turf industry have the worst lawns. But yeah, yeah. Um, I've actually, I cheat a little bit. So I've got a tiff tough lawn that I'm very, very proud of, but I have a robotic lawnmower uh, that does all the hard work for me because uh, I have a pretty steep front yard and I am busy slash lazy so i have a robotic lawnmower that cuts it every day i just go on my phone and tell it to go or tell it to stop uh, and that keeps my tiff tough looking 10 out of 10 wow is that so that's an electric mower is it it's a it's an electric mower um and there's heaps of them on the market now a lot of people have them it actually surprised you but you run a little cable around the outside of your perimeter in the mower it's like the vac you know the robo vacuums sort of does the same yeah, thing yeah, as yeah. that and buzzes around and keeps your lawn looking good so i cheat a little bit but my Different to most people in the turf industry, my tiff tough is actually looking pretty good at the moment. So I'm pretty proud of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So do you are yeah. you a are you a lawn snob? Like do you go do you like so if yours is perfect, <laughs> do you look at your neighbours and go, Barry, for God's sake, oh, I, have some pride. <laughs> or 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 are you or are you able to let that go? I look down on everybody who has a worse lawn. <laughs> Just look down. No, 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 no I um, try, to, try to help where I can because the thing is, what, what a lot of people don't realize, it's cheaper and easier than what you think to get your lawn looking good. Um, there's a couple of easy things that we've sort of outlined today that you can do and most of the, the things or pretty much all the stuff I talked about today, you can do with the equipment that's in your shed or in your garage now. You don't need super specialized things to do. Uh, like we said, if you get your mower out, uh, spray the weeds, get your mower out, give it a nice low cut, bring in some sand, top dress it with a shovel and a rake, uh, put some water on it, you're going to have a pretty good looking lawn or at least a better looking lawn in a couple of weeks. But um, nah, I try to help out. Try to help where I can okay. with the neighbours down the street. Yeah. Do you? Do, I did. <laughs> well, I don't know. See, it was funny because when we were growing up, we had some people over the road and and their lawn was a disaster. And my dad would always go, "This, these people are... I, I know, I'm not sure if you use the term animals, but you could... <laughs> You know what I mean? So like this, and we yeah. we go to Yamba for holidays, and there was one lawn it was the best lawn. It was amazing. Mm. So it's one of those things. I just wonder if you know you're one of those guys. But it's good to know that you are. Right? It's good to know yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proud of it. Yeah. You're doing what you what you say you do. All right. Listen. Hey, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I think the listeners will also really appreciate the knowledge. Just again, that poison or that spray for the clover and stuff like that what did you call that say that was bromoxamide or close bromoxanil so just make sure you're not using weed and feed you're getting a specialist herbicide and i will say one other thing if i'm allowed to uh this time of year yeah. i know a lot of golf courses are shut for a day or two because they're saying they're doing green renovations don't get angry be patient because the result you're going to get at the end of the day is a lot better and this is something golf courses have to do and something that golf courses should be doing so don't be frustrated be appreciative that they're actually putting the work into fixing their greens up because it'll make an awesome difference for the next six months spoken like a true superintendent <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been a super? Have you done that? Have you been on that side? No, no, no. I haven't gone down that route. A couple of people of our work have. Uh, so yeah. I'll learn a bit off them, pick their brains. But no, I, I, I get it. I've got a lot of friends that are in the industry. Uh, I know what they've got to do and I know what the pressure a lot of them are under sometimes. So be nice to them, please. Yeah, it was actually one of the really interesting things at, the, at your conference, which was great, was that all the course supers that were there and it's a real family isn't it like it's a real they it's they're all together that's definitely a club and you know it's so, 
wow, it's just like little simple things about fixing divots and stuff. You know, it's not that hard to, to do it, but if we all did it, it would all be so much better, wouldn't it? Yeah, help them out. Help out your local super. We'll start that hashtag going now. Yep. Yeah, good on you. Okay, listen, yeah. if you want to get more info from Joe, and this is not a paid ad, you can check out his Instagram at Lawn Solutions Australia uh, and you'll get a stack of good tips there as well. So good on you, Joe. Thanks very much for your time. Beauty. Thanks for having me, Andrew. So that's Joe Rogers from Lawn Solutions Australia. And check out his Instagram because it's, I don't know, it's one of those things you, if you're looking for info, that's a good place to do it. Uh, and also, if you've got someone that has some good golf stories or you think they'd be good and better for the rest of us, please get in contact with me at Andrew Datto. On Instagram is probably the easiest way or I've got a website and you can find me there. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you. But thanks again to Joe, lovely bloke, and I'll see you next time on Golf. Thanks for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 